Welcome back to the podcast. It's a new month. It's August. Actually, it's going to be the second full week of August tomorrow. And I'm excited to present my very low budget, very ambitious (laughs) mini podcast play. I'm so excited about the message. And I want to thank my husband for working really hard to create this for me. So first I will say I was very ambitious with my schedule, my timeline for many plays, podcast plays. I thought I could do something weekly and life demands say no. So as of right now, my goal is to produce uh, one mini podcast play at least once a month. And this first one is entitled James. And although this is a fictional character, I have to say that several of the instances of discrimination are very real to me. So here it is. Enjoy. James is a 30-something white male. He would never admit it, but inside he bristles when he hears the term white privilege. In private, when he's relaxing with his friends, he can be himself. He's at ease. I don't get it. I don't want to come off as insensitive, but I just don't understand this idea of inequality. I grew up poor. I mean, we struggled. I was raised by a single mom. I've been working nonstop since I was 18. How much am I bringing home? Well, I just got a raise, so I think just a little under 40,000. I get it, man. I don't even have health insurance. My work offers it, but who can really afford it? I mean, they'll cover me, but it's $800 extra a month for the wife and daughter. Yeah, and in the meantime, I see assistance for minorities everywhere. I mean, they're going to college, they're getting degrees. I mean, the last president of the United States was black. I mean, how difficult can it be for them? My life is a struggle. Everyone's life is a struggle. We're all the same. I mean... You know, it's bad that their ancestors were brought here against their will, but, I mean, it's modern day, man. Life isn't like that anymore. We're all free. James has spent most of his life surrounded by people who look and think like him. He might have occasionally worked with students or coworkers whose skin color, culture, or overall life experience was different than his own, but he never got to know them intimately. He never understood the unseen aspects of their lives. That all changes tonight, after he's done commiserating. We made a few changes while he was asleep. I uploaded some career-related knowledge to his brain, so... He could keep up with the college degree I supplied him. He's still living on the same side of town, in a predominantly white town. We just gave him a new body. A black one. Oh, he's awake. I can't wait to see his reaction when he sees himself. He's up. He's going to the mirror. And cue the screaming. This is some freaky dream. Hmm, not what I was expecting. Wait, he's looking down his briefs. I might as well see what I'm working with. 
Yeah, he's gone straight for the big dong stereotype. I guess it does really just depend on the person. Exactly. Well, hey, at least I'm looking good. I'm jacked. Look at my abs. Yeah, he's quite handsome, really. Thanks to a few generous tweaks. My skin, so dark. Gorgeous. Like a candy bar. Chocolate content, 85%. Look at my face. This beard is quite becoming. And I might have altered his diction just a little bit. Hello? Mom, you won't believe it. I'm having the weirdest dream. I'm black. Really? No, I'm not confused. Mom, no, please, I I'm fine. I can assure you I'm not taking anything. <clears throat> no peace even in my sleep. Time to wake up. I'm afraid that won't be happening. Why not? You're not even going to act startled, like, oh, there's a random voice talking to me? It's just a dream. Nothing here is supposed to make sense. In all the history of the world, when have you heard a white man turning black? We're not counting blackface, right? Aside from that? So I guess that means you've never read Black Like Me. Right. Well, this is not a dream. I skipped the heat lamps, and I just transferred your life. So I'm dead? I overheard your conversation with your buddy. Which one? Last night. The one about the plight of the modern-day white male. That was supposed to be private. If that's truly how you feel, and you have no desire to change, why act embarrassed at my knowing the truth? You don't have to put on a facade of caring. I welcome your honesty. I never said I didn't care. I just think that my chances for opportunities shouldn't be taken away. Don't you just feel so liberated speaking your truth? Not really. I'm not inclined to experience the social consequences. You know, people looking at me in disapproval, silently judging me. So you don't want people to know that you think your ability to advance in life is being taken away. You don't want people to know that you believe a good life inherently belongs to you and people like you. When you say it like that, it sounds ugly. But you don't disagree. What makes you think the prospect of a good life by default belongs to those with white skin? Since birth, TV, magazines, any type of marketing has touted the superiority of whiteness. No one I ever knew disagreed. What was that? That wasn't me. That's just a leak in your programming. The truth behind your passive-aggressive bigotry. Why am I here exactly? Are you punishing me? So you think being born black is a punishment? I'm saying I'm comfortable with my life. I'm comfortable with my values. Where I come from, we believe in Christ. We serve the Lord. It may seem like nothing to you, but where I live, people care for one another. Everyone knows everybody. We may not have money overflowing, but we're happy. I'm not deriding small town life. And I'm a big fan of the actual teachings of Christ. Love thy neighbor as thyself, 
you know, the golden rule. The way he dignified women was really ahead of its time. If I remember correctly, he was guided by principles more so than rules. Yeah, love thy neighbor. I know all that. And he's my means to salvation. Listen, I have no desire to encroach upon your faith or force you to accept beliefs that are different than your own. But the truth is that your cultural intelligence is lacking, especially when it comes to black American perspectives, diverse though they may be. In spite of your complaints about them, you yourself acknowledge that you're living a pretty good life, and therefore it does not behoove you to imagine what life might truly be like for your fellow black man. I mean, their life isn't perfect, but... A door? An entryway to experience I've customized specifically for you. The first one involves the police, so I'd be careful if I were you. I support the blue. I'm not worried. Oh, I forgot. Since you're you, they'll be able to correctly identify your motives. What about my family back at home? Are they going to be looking for me? They won't notice you're gone. The time you're gone will only feel like a few hours. Technically, it's still overnight. Are you kidding? Relax. You'll be here for a while. My advice to you would be to focus on what you can control. You just told me I'm going to spend an undetermined amount of time in a different reality as a black man, and you expect me not to be upset? I never said that you shouldn't be upset. I said you should accept this reality because it's happening. I... Off you go. James' body lurches toward the door. Wait! What if I need something? This is an immersive exercise, but don't worry, you won't die. And what's your name? What if I need help? No one's here to help me. It's Sophia, but is that important really? Who do you usually call for help? I assume you pray to God. Well, yeah. Him, my friends, family. Well, your family can't support you or protect you here. But Jesus said, with God, all things are possible. So if I were you, I'd just believe. He slips through the door, and the room slowly transforms into an open outdoor parking lot. The sun warms his skin. He can feel the warm air and a slight breeze. No sirens are blaring. No evident confrontations with the police. He stares up and sees a Chipotle sign. Yeah, I'll take a beef burrito with everything, except no spicy salsa. He notices a white male officer out of the corner of his eye. Ah, crap. I forgot I don't have any money to pay. He reaches into his pant pocket and retrieves a wallet full of money. Sophia's voice echoes in his mind. I'd be careful if I were you. He pays for his food and cautiously approaches the officer. He wants to get the timing right so as not to scare him or catch him off guard. He feels compelled to share something that's on his heart. He announces himself and raises his hand innocently. Hey there. The officer quickly takes a step back and places his hand on his gun. 
Yes? James looked slightly surprised. Um, I just wanted to say that I respect all the hard work you're doing. I respect the police, and I, and I really thank you for what you do. Oh. The officer's shoulders relax, but his hand remains on the gun. He nods. Uh, thanks. Without moving, the officer continues to stand in place, as if he's waiting for James to walk away. James takes the hint and exits the restaurant. It's a shame that these officers are so on edge these days. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, do I know you? It's me, silly. I've materialized into human form. I mean, I don't take it personally. I, I know the police face a lot of challenges. I agree. That's a very healthy perspective you have. There's no sense internalizing what you see. I have a few errands to run. Do you want to come? Do I have a choice? No. Then why'd you ask? You're right. It's just a formality. I'm just being polite. Here, let's drop by the bank real quick. Doesn't all this travel get disorienting? Not for me. How can I help you today? My friend here would like to open up an account. Sure, I just need you to fill out this form here, and I'll need to see your ID. Here you go. James, wow. I thought your name would be something I couldn't pronounce. James looks at her in disbelief. <sighs> Get used to comments like that. You'll spend the rest of your life surrounded by people who are simply amazed at how eloquently you speak. Uh, I thought you said I'd be gone for just a few hours. Is this permanent? I'm not sure why you're complaining. You did say modern times for minorities are so great. We've got to finish getting you set up with this new life. I thought maybe this afternoon we could go shopping. Nearing the shopping complex, Sophia begins to leave. I'll meet you back here shortly. <sighs> Fine. Alone, he heads for the entrance. Several women walk toward him, clutching their bags the nearer he gets. He notices that some avert their gaze, others clumsily move away. This will not be an isolated incident. If he doesn't tune it out, he will notice this type of reaction at some point whenever he leaves the house. Inside the mall, he stops to look at his reflection in the mirror. He's still handsome, fit, and well-groomed. He holds his head up high and smiles. He walks into a store, past the security guard. He's greeted by a friendly employee. Welcome in. Let us know if you need anything. We are having a few sales today. Let me know if you have any questions. Thank you, I will. He begins looking for items toward the back of the store. I mean, most people I know do that, don't you? It's where the clearance items are. Out of the corner of his eye, he sees the security guard hovering nearby. James ignores him and keeps shopping. As he navigates around the store, the guard follows him closely, making no attempt to monitor him covertly. Together, they travel around the store until James has had enough. He quickly leaves the store without purchasing anything. Well, they lost my business. Why should I give them my money when I can't even shop in peace? Didn't find anything you liked? 
Uh, something like that. How's this? His clothes change, and now he's wearing a nice tie and suit. Uh, looks good. Looks good. Great. Then I think you're ready for tomorrow's interview. Hi, good morning. May I help you? Uh, yeah, I have a 10 a.m. appointment with Molly. An interview? Yes, that's correct. I'll let her know you're here. He sits down in the waiting room and looks around. He's the only black man in the room. He notices that many candidates are wearing wrinkled clothing or outfits that don't match. Some have left the business at home and have come casual. He stands out in his neatly pressed suit and tie. James Clark? Molly scans the room and looks at everyone but James. He looks at her, waiting for her to make eye contact. No one else moves. James Clark? I'm James. Oh. Her face slightly coils into a scowl. Right this way to my office. I'm impressed by your resume and work experience. Thank you for coming today. I'll make a decision by the end of the week. So what do you think? Do you have a good feeling? I think the interview went well, but the beginning was kind of awkward. But even if this doesn't work out, I'll be fine. I know that sometimes finding the right fit takes some time. I really love your optimism. It's so refreshing. I'll check back in a little bit and see if you found something. Hey, how's the job search going? What's the latest? Are you serious? You're just now getting back to me? You said you'd be gone for a little bit. You've been gone for three years. Three years is nothing compared to eternity. I've been struggling here, struggling to survive. Forget about the perks of life, I'm living in poverty. I called you for help, but why didn't you answer me? I'm not God, am I? I thought you'd be fine. You were so optimistic. Yeah, I was, but my optimism is not enough. I can't force people to hire me, and the few people who gave me a chance weren't really looking out for my best interest. They saw me as a means to keep up their unscrupulous practices. It's like they hired me to take advantage of my desperation. So you quit? Well, from a couple jobs I did, but I was fired too, last week. All of my failures have been playing out on repeat on the TV over there. You can just turn it on if you want to see. Sure, I'll have a look. Thanks for coming into my office. <laughs> it seemed obligatory. I didn't feel that I had much choice. Yeah, we, we've had a slew of complaints come to my attention about you, James. Really? Yeah, uh, some of your behaviors have been making several co-workers feel uncomfortable. I don't know what to say. I'm surprised. I haven't intended to offend anybody. Well, and yet you have. No one has come to me about anything. What exactly have you been told? Well, James, to be honest, I don't, I don't have any specifics. Just, you're making people uncomfortable. People just don't know how to take you. I don't want to be difficult, but I'm really confused. This came out of nowhere. If you gave me some specifics, then maybe that could help me avoid issues in the future. Well, 
you don't smile enough, son. I don't smile enough? Yeah, you, you always come in in a bad mood, it seems. I do? That's what your actions tell us. It never occurred to me that I was in a bad mood, so I'm surprised. Well, boy, if you, if you don't want people to get the wrong idea about you, you, you should smile more. Okay, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But do you agree with me, son? Well, I, I can't say that I do. This is just how my face looks. Do you really expect me to go around with a fake smile on all day? That seems like unnatural behavior to me. You know, James, I, we really like you, but it seems like there's always a problem with you. Things will go fine for a while, but then after a short time I hear another complaint. But we determined that some of those previous complaints were misunderstandings, and not on my part. Instead of discussing any concerns with me, they've internalized their frustration. And now I'm the one suffering. You're still not understanding me, son. I Also, David told me his desk isn't getting cleaned. He makes a mess. He, he flings his food scraps and papers all over his desk. And he calls me in to clean it up in front of everyone. That's not in my job description. I'm not with environmental services. That guy's just on some kind of power trip. James, it's about being a team player. Seems like it's more about making sure that I'm humiliated. Well, that's why we've decided that we're going to have to let you go. It's just not working out here. You're a nice guy and all, but I think it's best if we just part ways. We'll pay you for the next month, and hopefully you'll, you'll find something else. I can see how watching that loop on TV would be frustrating. So, things aren't going as well as you planned. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to behave. It's like there's this imaginary game that I'm playing, but no one will ever divulge the rules. I just know that whatever I'm doing is wrong, and speaking up for myself is a fast way to be labeled difficult or unruly. I hear what you're saying. I went to an employment agency last week, and the manager acted like... I was uppity for requesting more than $10 an hour. With a college degree. Who can survive on that wage? This is how much I was paid when I was in high school. And do you know that I'm being contacted about paying back loans for a degree you gave me? This is ridiculous. We wanted to make these scenarios as realistic as possible. I've applied everywhere. Local government offices, Restaurants, health clinics, hospitals, private businesses. I always hear the same thing. So nice to meet you. It was a wonderful interview. But for some reason, I'm never the candidate chosen. I apply for jobs where it's obvious that I'm beyond qualified. I get no calls back. I get nothing. Where's my American dream? It sounds like things have really deteriorated. But at least you can take solace in having the support of friends of the same faith. Well, actually, I'm feeling quite out of place there, too. I know from the pulpit they preach impartiality, but I don't feel like there's a place for me. Not really. Humans aren't perfect. Just because they try to do what's right doesn't mean they'll always succeed. But does that lessen the sting of discrimination and judgment? It doesn't. How am I supposed to live 
There's no winning when people have you programmed as the enemy before they see you. I don't want anything extraordinary. I just want to have a comfortable life without everybody constantly judging me. I want to go back home, please. That'd be easier for sure. Who's in charge of my case? Me, I am. I could have sent you back to your life yesterday, but I'm not convinced you've learned anything. No, I have. Being black is miserable. I get it. The suffering continues. It's real. I mean, yeah, sometimes that's true, but there are also aspects of beauty. The black culture is nuanced. It's not all the same. Did you try to get to know other black people or anyone else that wasn't white for that matter? What do you want from me? It'd be so convenient if people could choose their skin color or the family they're born into. If they could, I'm sure many would choose differently, especially if they're not white. Not because they hate themselves, they just want to be free from the persecution that's largely based on an external appearance they can't change. Although I guess some have tried those skin bleaching creams, but those are disgusting. I digress. If you're wanting to go back to your old life, that means you still can't appreciate the flaws in your thinking. What are you saying? James, you have to go forward, not backward. If you long to live in a world that subjugates certain groups unapologetically, you will never be free.